welcome to the True Face Podcast. Yeah. Bill, it's good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, where have you been? It's good anyway. to be seen. Yeah. I've been all over. Yes, you Literally. have. Literally. Gosh. You know, when people say that, they, they mean, yeah. gosh, I've, I've been, been to Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. 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 But uh, Delaware. You, you're, you're, yeah. you have something else. Yeah, I was in, uh, the last three weeks, I was in four continents. Wow. It's not bad. Wow. South America, America, USA, and Europe and Africa. You can't count the one you live in. Well, I was here. <laughs> That's true. Well, there's three, yeah, at, at least. Okay. You, were, you were in them. Not bad, though. Say he Europe, Africa, and South America. That's when, our, when our grandson Quinn was, I think, 13 or 14, he had already been to several nations in Europe and China. And I said to him, Quinn, when I was your age, I grew up in Milwaukee. I had already gone as far as Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had taken yeah. one trip to Iowa yeah. when I was 13. At least you uh, met the Dutch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it. The world has changed. Wow, it really has. Well, it's good to have you back. And, Thank you. And uh, fun to have you back on this particular gray sphere. Yeah, we've been covering for you. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The fear today is that I don't think we'd be honoring God's holiness with this way of life. That is, if we started to live in God's grace, um, I fear that we wouldn't honor God's holiness. Um, what, what, is, uh, what is that person saying? And there's several questions behind that question or behind that fear. And one is, where does holiness come from? And, and am I holy? And am I holy? Yeah. yeah. And how do I maintain this? And, this and, and, and some there's a presumption in there that something about grace would cause me not to care about yeah, yes. whatever that yes. is. Yeah. And would cause holiness to dissipate right. in my life. Mm. Or or demeaning God's holiness. That's right. That's right. what the that's, question that's is. Right. It's like, and, and you know, when you read that again, my, my heart just went, oh my gosh. Just the thought of being afraid of grace. Just, just right. that thought again. Right. How did we while. get here? You know? How did we get to the point where we have thousands of people out there that are afraid of grace, and this time, because their misunderstanding of grace will somehow minimize God's holiness. Yeah, it's just—it's just like what? So why did why do we get there? How do, how do they logically ask that question? Well, uh, for me personally, it's because they don't really understand who God says they are. I, I just, it, it has to be that reality. I, I'm confused about who I am. I still see myself as a sinner. Somehow grace gives me hope of something different being true, but it can't really be true because I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. And I honor, this is the weirdest statement, Bruce. I honor God's holiness by admitting I'm a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's, that's somehow spiritual. Yeah. Rather than saying, no, isn't it amazing that the holy God, through Jesus, could in fact make me holy? That, that's that's uh, the miracle. What's, what's a greater honoring of God's holiness yeah. than for the holiest of holy to declare David Pinkerton holy? How, it, how can that be true? That, that's, that's the truth of grace. You know, we do this little exercise when we're out teaching identity and I have them go through Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 4 and I have them make a list of all the things that God says are true about them. So in in Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 1 and verse 4 it says that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. 
predestinated. And audience after audience, I just did it last week, audience after audience will make this list of all the things that God says are true about us. I'll have them sit in groups of four or five, and I'll have them vote. Do you all agree that's true about you today? When it comes to holiness, blameless and righteous, sometimes there's zero people agree, sometimes it might be one or two, and they get every other one right. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so why do they get what are some of the other ones that they get right that are easier to believe than this? Predestined, adoption, called, adoption. redeemed, forgiven, um inherit having an inheritance. Having an inheritance. Yeah, yeah. I mean all of those things. Uh in fact, last week, because I, I used to just start at verse 3. Well, last week, I started at verse 1. And verse 2 says to the saints, and they had to sit there and decide whether they were a saint or not. That's it was great. A, it was a great. I've never added that before. I added it last week. That's excellent. They weren't even allowed to go on. And, and, and what's so interesting like is what does, in. what does saint mean? It means to be set apart. What does set apart mean? It means to be holy. You, you can't separate the That's concept right. of holiness from the concept of saint. They're inherited in the root word. But they, a person looks at their sin and determines that based on my experience with sin, I can't possibly be exactly. holy. Well, maybe that letter was only to like four people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think there's something when people look at Isaiah 6 and, and they're covering their eyes. The angels are covering yeah. They're calling out, holy, holy, holy. And I, I'm a man of unclean lips. And we take from that, that that the way I lift up God's holiness is to admit my being a sinner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. we do admit that we sin. What we're saying, we're not doing is putting identity that I am first and foremost a sinner. So I think some people, we, we confuse some people or... Maybe we don't, but it gets confusing to think that we're, we're like sin is, oh, we don't, just don't worry about it. So if you believe that you are holy and righteous already, how do you live in holiness when sin is a reality? Openly. Openly. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Because, because it's like, if it's true, David just said it really well, if it's true, that I am now not who I used to be, and yet I sin. My identity is not that of a sinner, but yet I sin. Then the greatest evidence that I am holy is because I am not afraid of sin. I am not afraid to admit its reality, and I really have confidence in my brother's ability to come alongside me in that reality when we did those old descriptors, Bruce, years ago, it, it was the combination of our understanding, the relationship between holiness and light. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and, and that coming into the light is the great evidence that I'm owning the reality of my holiness. Yeah. That, that statement of holiness involves living in the light out of who I am. Exactly. And, and in Jesus' case, that means sinlessness. In our case, it means we will sin less. And, yes. and it, 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 when we are living out yeah. in the light, out yeah. of our new nature, uh, I thought that was a real helpful thing to be able to not disqualify myself from holiness, but but to actually instead admit my immaturity in my holiness. You know? That is a beautiful uh, 
understanding in First John of being a fellowship of the light uh, and being called children of light in, in uh, Colossians as well. So that when we live out of who we really are, children of light, with this new identity, we discover that, just like you were saying, we sin less mm-hmm. and we get to love more. Mm-hmm. So the, the living in holiness issue is an issue of living in the light or living openly, openly uh, as yeah. you said, Bill. Well, in that same book of Ephesians, you see this walk in the light. That's right. Now, you just think, pause for just a minute, all three of us, four of us, walk in the light. Some people read that with, now I'm going to really determine to sin less so I can. Yeah, right. Instead of it being the opportunity of my life to walk in the light because I can. You can see how grace is an enemy of that system that says, I want to be holy. I want to strive to be holy. Exactly. Because there's, a, there's in many, many of us, in many of our faith communities, there is that the really sold out people, they will live that way. They will be strivers after holiness. And, and it's something unattainable, but you just... At least if you're miserable, you're trying. Yes. And, and, yeah. and, and it's a beautiful part of the, the Christian life. It's just miserable. And we all know we're going to be miserable, but that's what the holy do. And, and grace is an enemy of that. It I agree, really John. is. I love that language, yeah. the enemy of it. I think when Jeremy shared his testimony at that event. Jeremy Affield. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was in the light. He just came out and it was raw in the light (laughs) the number of people not huge number the 8 to 10 or 12 in that audience that went oh my gosh no no he can't be sharing that no he can't be sharing that it it offends me because I'm working so hard to show you how holy I am I can't stand somebody who's standing there naked in the reality of his truth that's right and all the while not realizing that's exactly what they need in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to be able to walk in the light in that same way. Exactly. And the beautiful part is that God has us on a journey. Many of those people, they, they like we, ultimately discover, oh, this is the way you get to live in holiness. Oh, never, never would have thought this. It's so paradoxical. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem godly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem right. That's a freeing truth, though. Most oh, people my. get that. My yeah. gosh, it, yeah. it opens a lot of doors. I don't know if we have time for one more question uh, on this, but the, the question then is, okay, I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm out somewhere where there is uh, the typical community that is going to, ha- as you say, will be the enemy of grace. Uh, they, they will uh, set up a community that is um, striving hard. And I begin to discover this truth. How do I take my first steps? What do I do? Well, my my immediate response to anybody like that, Bruce, is to say you got to find somebody mm-hmm. that you can begin to create a relationship of trust so you no longer have to live hidden. You've got to begin with you. Be the initiator to form the relationship and hopefully beyond that other relationships who are not afraid of being real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's so... It's such a paradox. Back to the original thing, like like somehow when you don't get this right in order to understand grace, somehow you feel the need to defend God mm-hmm. as if God is somehow at risk 
<laughs> because of what he did at Calvary. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. What, I have to defend God? Well, by acting like I'm going to really work hard at being holy, it elevates God's holiness. What? Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, don't go to war with your real. And what I mean by that is some people, they become so over-the-top real and so almost combative in telling you every little ugly thing that it really doesn't show anyone grace. It's really just you're so fed up with the other side that you just, it's almost like you're, you're shaming people into telling they're ugly by telling you're ugly, getting in their face. You're, and it's understandable. I've been there. I've wanted it so bad that it's like just just anybody else. Nobody's doing this. It's just me. Um, but this is always for the benefit of learning to be loved and receive love and letting other people receive your love. That's so right. you're yeah. opening up your yeah. life. You're not challenging other people's lives with That's your right. openness. You're opening for your benefit, for your wife or husband's benefit, for your children's benefit, for your friend's benefit, whatever your status of single, married, whatever. Um, it, it's not something that you're trying to prove. That's right. Very helpful, David. Well, we will uh, be praying for you if you happen to be in a, in a lonely spot. And that a lot you, of folks are. That's right. And that God will give you the ability to trust him and at least one other with your life. Mm. See you next week. Bye-bye.